I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. Elongated that one. Um, he did. I'm Pete. Here's Dave. Ahoy, hi. Um, what's new? What's the goss? What's the goss, Mister Pete? Doesn't rhyme at all, does it? Um, what is the goss? That's a great question. God, can you actually. hear those fucking seagulls again? Honestly, I think I think you're lying. I don't think you live in Birmingham. I think you live in. I can. I can. There is a. There is a gang. There is a gang of four seagulls. And do they congregate all the time, or just when you're recording yes, the podcast? All the time. Oh, at least it's not sort of victimising the podcast specifically, you know? They're, they're sort of having a bit of a standoff. So I think there's a bit of like, you know, in West Side Story with the, the jets and the, <laughs> the sharks. The sharks and the, the sharks and the seagulls. I think, I think that's what's happening. Oh, okay. Anyway, I really do. don't want to, on a weekly basis, reference the loud seagulls, but that one, that felt like a loud one. Yeah, I could hear it from London, mate. Right. <laughs> uh, absolutely incredibly loud. Um. Anyway... From seagulls to this week's request, which actually comes from a seagull. <laughs> I don't know why that tickled me so much, but it really did. Uh, it's from Tilda from Rugby. Nice name for a seagull. Tilda the seagull. Mm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of Tildas, do you? My niece is called Matilda. Mati- no, Matilda's different, but I'm saying Tilda as a uh, shortening of Matilda. Fair. We call her Tilly. Yeah, I've got I've, I've got a, I've got a Tilly and a Tills. Yeah, exactly. And a Matilda. I know three Matildas. Oh, and a three Matildas. I want to brag. Tilda off of Swinton. I mean, she is your go-to Tilda, isn't she? she Tilda is, Swinton, yeah. certainly. To the point where if I can't name a single other Tilda, I don't think. If I type Tilda, isn't into- isn't a, a brand of microwavable rice called Tilda? Oh, uh, the sort of blue one with the sort of flowery patterns. Tilda. Tilda rice. Tilda yeah. rice. Yeah. Absolutely right. Um, and do you know what you shouldn't give rice to? Seagulls. Seagulls. Yeah. So I imagine. Is that to- true? That's pigeons, isn't it? Pigeons, birds. I don't know, mate. What am I? Who am I? Steve Irwin. No. What's this kid called? Mr. Little Dennis Irwin. <laughs> Dennis Irwin? <laughs> what's, Steve, what's Steve Irwin's kid called that's now the new Steve Irwin? Uh, because of the B. But. Barack. Barack. Bindi. Bindi? Yes, Bindi Irwin. Are you shitting me? No, it is Bindi, isn't it? The fuck is Bindi? Really? Bindi. Oh, this is going to know. Irwin. Yeah, Bindi. Irwin. Oh. Oh. No, I'm thinking of the son. (laughs) Right. Who's the Uh, son? Robert. 
Robert Irwin. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? What is going on? It's at this point that we welcome new listeners to the podcast <laughs> and promise them that at some point we do talk about friends and not just Bindi Irwin. Please, <laughs> Bindi please Irwin read is... the request immediately. This is nonsense. <laughs> so Tilda the Seagull says, Ahoy Pete and Dave, absolutely love the podcast. Oh, Tilda, thank you. I'd like to request the one where Chandler takes a bath. It's one of me and my friend Jamie's favourites and it's definitely a comfort episode for us i can't give a list of favorite lines it'd be probably be half the episode my favorite parts when monica can't hold a secret from hold i can't keep my brain just didn't read the right word there can't keep a secret from phoebe chandler can't run his own bath at the bath salts they're starting to eververse it's different it's interesting uh, rachel and ross's vetoing names and the friends gathered in the bathroom however as much as i love the episode I want to make it clear that having a bath does not make you a girl. Look forward to you discussing this episode. Oh, Tilda, I have much to say on this. Yes. I mean... Do you know what? I reckon Dave Cribb likes a bath. Uh, right. So, I have very mixed feelings on baths. Would you like to hear them? Go on. Love a bath. Can't fit in many baths. Fair. As a tall gentleman... It's hard. Uh, the, your standard domestic bath is too small for me. Okay. I think we've discussed this before, you know. I can either have legs in or chest in, but not both. So <laughs> Yeah, we have talked about this before, yeah. <laughs> because I feel like, um, why can't you just like fold your legs up? In what way? Like bring your knees up. I can do that, but then my knees are out. Right. I can't be submerged in a relaxing way like Chandler. You look at Chandler in that bath. He is fully under and stretched out, right? Only his head's popping up at the at the top of the, um, amongst the bubbles. They are so horny for baths in this episode. So the interesting thing about this plotline is, if you really dissect it down, the plotline of the bath bit goes as follows. Monica has a bath, likes bath. Monica makes Chandler a bath, he likes the bath. Chandler has a second bath. Not a good bath. Chandler has a third bath, a better bath. Monica and Chandler take a bath together. Mm. <laughs> That's it. That's literally cool. it. Let's move on. Yeah. And I don't want to undermine the writer's ideas or say they were running out of things by this stage, but I like to think that the world's most prominent sitcom at the time, if someone had said in the writer's room, guys, what about they have a bath? <laughs> mm. That's this week's, that's this week's episode. They have a bath. Why haven't you asked me for my views on baths? Oh, sorry, Pete. Um, well, let me just finish my bath run, and then we'll talk about your bath yeah. preferences, all right? Anyway, I just think it... I think they could have done better than two characters having a bath. Fair. But that brings me back to Monica and Chandler taking a bath at the end. How long is that bath? That's two yeah. full humans in a bath, seemingly relaxed. Also, um, I mean, particularly an issue right now, given uh, utility bills are so expensive. Oh, that's, that's a lot of baths. Heat in a bath these days, absolutely yeah. out of the question, frankly. It's either that or don't eat for a month. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, what are your, hey Pete, spontaneous yeah. question from me. What are your views on baths? Well, Dave, um, I feel like in advance of a bath, I like the idea of a bath. And then I, do you, you draw a bath, don't you? You do draw a bath. Um, but then I draw a bath. Yeah. And then I get bored really quickly. Yes, I understand. Right, so you enjoy the bath initially. Yeah. I mean, even and more waste like, of right, energy then. Yeah. Frankly, you know? Exactly. Um, okay, well, to sum up, 
that's why we use on baths. Hey, what do you think about baths? Get in contact. At <laughs> WF Pod. Do you like a bath? Um, but do you have think. a boy bath, Dave? So what is a girl bath? Why is a girl bath? Like, obviously, that's the only way to have a bath, right? The way they're having a bath. If you're going to have a bath, you might as well have a fucking great bath that smells good, candle, you know, like, it's got to be a relaxing experience. What's a boy bath? Just sort of like water. Well, bath with a boat in it, apparently. A boat bath. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure about how necessary the boat is. I just think, this was 2002, Pete. This wasn't even like early to mid 90s. Mm. Why is the entire attitude towards baths? Baths are for girls. Well, Chandler, I also, aside from the uh, stereotyping, Chandler has a portable CD player very near a full bath, which Uh. is enough of an issue. But then, when they light the incredibly large number of candles, when Monica's getting ready for her bath, she's got an open flame and a hanging towel just above it. That's how falls flames. Everywhere. Well, if only there was a large body of water to immediately put the towel into. What, do you think you could just... Oh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> also, no matter how much the bath salts are fizzing, I don't believe that they're going to do enough to seemingly arouse Chandler. No, they can't, right? That's not a thing. I was Otherwise, I would be having more baths. Well, quite. I've, I've got bath salts, and they, they're nice, but they're not. I do like it when Monica weaponizes them, though. Yeah, but again, that feels like too quick a reaction, you know? Yeah, true. Like a quick FFS. But also, I don't think the bath salts are powerful enough to replace the touch. I was going to say, the touch of a woman. But you know when Chandler thinks Monica's touching him? Yeah. In the bath, and it's the bath salts. That is some pretty powerful salt action to mimic a hu- the human touch, you know? Hmm. Um, maybe we should find out what bath salts Chandler uses. Um, no, I, I, I don't think we should go into detail there. No, honestly, like I say, my bath's not big enough. So anyway, to sum up my <laughs> bath feelings, for what? When I go to a hotel with right. a giant bath, I'll have baths for days. I fucking love okay. them. They are great. Hotel bath is quite fancy. Hotel bath. As long as you're in a nice hotel. I, I stayed in the Great Hotel of Manchester ones that had a double bath. Oh. So like both lengthways and widthways. So almost like a sort of hot tub vibe, you know, but it was just in the bathroom. And also a TV in the wall of the bathroom. I nice. was there. So I was wrinkly as fuck. <laughs> but at the end of that, I think I watched wow. Friends in the bath, actually. I think that what was on E4 at the time. Um, is Mazeltov from Phoebe, is that a joke about Chandler's foreskin or lack of one? Oh, no, I think just about his size of his penis, right? Oh. I don't think it's a, <laughs> I don't think it's a sort of uh, Jewish reference Towards his foreskin, is it? No, it can't be. I think she's just saying he's got a big dick, because Monica sort of... Really? Yeah, Monica looks pleased, you know? I don't think Chandler has big dick energy. Well, I find uh, what's interesting about this episode is that Chandler's desperate to have sex on the balcony. That doesn't... He's Chandler's a big vanilla boy, right? He's not... Well, it's a very uh, public balcony, isn't it? Famously. It's overseen the by a lot of people, including, let's not forget, Monica's brother. Yes, that's true. Like, is that where you want to have sex, Chandler? Really? I just, that feels very out of character for Chandler. I don't think he would uh, enjoy the voyeuristic nature of that sex. Do you? Mm, Fair. And also, despite Monica being very against it, we know she had sex on the balcony with Fun Bobby in the past. So maybe he is just, maybe it's more of a, if she's done it with someone else, I wanted to do it with me type thing, you know? Yeah, maybe. Um, 
But the main thing with this storyline, baths aside, and obviously the bath is a big part of it. What the fuck are they all walking into the bathroom without knocking? Yeah, they don't constantly. Care, I mean, it's quite nice because it's quite like ludicrous that they're all packed into this tight space while Chandler's yeah. awkwardly, especially when Rachel delivers the news about the gender of the baby. Yeah, what a, what a moment to find out your friend's uh, your friend's baby gender reveal, you know? Yeah. And I do like them all sort of clocking the boat and then being slightly horrified when they realise the boat is being used to hide penis. Yeah, but also, so weirdly that weird that they, they I know they walk into each other's apartments all a lot, but weird that they just walk into the bathroom unannounced. Even stranger that in turn they all walk in, look straight at Chandler's dick, and and in different ways and comment on it. You know, yeah. If you just walked in with someone on the bath. On the bath? In the bath. <laughs> if if you walked in on them on the bath, then you'd have something to say about it. Yeah, some questions, wouldn't you? Yeah. But if you walked in on someone in a bath, you'd, you'd avert your eyes, right? That would be a natural reaction. You wouldn't be, well, I better have a pretty quick look and just check what's going on down there, and then we can move on. Um, but yeah, it's a nice, uh, a nice visual, like Tilda says, the, the friends all crammed into the bath. And so it's one of those um, abiding friends' memories as well, isn't it? That's very iconic sort of uh The five scene. of them out of the bath and Chandler in it. Five out of a bath, one in a bath. Yeah. Uh, famous Enid Blyton book. Um, shall we move on? Yeah, we've said bath a lot. We have said bath a lot. And I think probably at this point we could leave the bath. Mm. As in, not get out of it, but I think we've got any more to say about the bath? No, I think I'm done. Bath over. Unplug the plug drain the water from the bath put a towel on yeah <laughs> go and get dressed <laughs> do your hair and fuck off fuck off When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I didn't do the synopsis, Pete. Oh, okay. Do you want me to do... Should I do it briefly? 
Well, not me. I do the synopsis. No, I know. I mean, I can do my own one. Oh, if you want. Why? Well, why? if you want to read the synopsis. It's a bit late, Dave. Why are you stealing my job? What's... I was just going to make one up on the spot to save us a All job. All right. Well, why you make a production code up on the spot? I bet you can't. 24716. Nah, 227413. Not oh, terrible. Oh, I wasn't though. far off, though. Yeah, not terrible, certainly. Okay. Go on, do a plot line. Uh, Actually, you try and guess what the, uh, the plot synopsis says word by word, and I'll tell you if you've got the right word. Ross? No. Oh. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm done then, aren't I? <laughs> Are you? Well, you can't uh, think of any other friends. Rachel? No. Chandler? Yes. Likes baths. Doesn't uh, like baths and uh, then dislikes ends up bubble baths. baths. Yes, Chandler right, dislikes right. bubble baths. Monica makes him... Monica sways him. Fine. Uh, that's the end of the bath bit. And he soon becomes addicted. Uh-huh. That's the um, end of the bath bit now. Phoebe. Phoebe, great. Don't know. Phoebe doesn't really have a specific role in this episode, does she? Other than be generally a bit of comic relief around. Yeah, well, she's the um, the, the misguided subject of Joey's affections. Right. Are you quoting the the synopsis? I'm not actually. No, they were my own words, Peter. Beautiful. Uh, The synopsis says, Phoebe, who thinks Joey has a crush on her, is shocked that he actually likes Rachel. And then Ross and Rachel debate over potential baby names and learn their baby's sex. Where do you want to go first? Second, we've already done one of them. Baby names or Joey and Rachel. I don't feel like there's much to really say about Joey, so let's do that bit. Oh, well, he might There is a reference to uh, Joey being in Macbeth, which I would very much like to have seen that. Absolutely what I've written down here as well. I think that line is probably my favourite line of the episode. He hasn't had this much trouble getting out words since we saw him in Macbeth. That is so good on so many levels. A, just a funny line, but B, you immediately can picture Joey in Macbeth, can't you? You can immediately picture what that scenario is of Joey struggling. Should have been an episode there. Oh, Joey does Macbeth. This is what we've constantly said about the spin-off Joey. It should have just constantly been him doing bad acting. Because mm. that is, I'd have watched that all day. And maybe it wouldn't have got cancelled then. A lot of um, cereal in this episode, isn't there? Joey's <laughs> yes, right. got some sort of cereal rotor. Yeah, it must be product placement. Yeah. Especially the opening bit with the... Oh, it's like scripted in, isn't it? The Frosties. Sorry, Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes. Uh, we call them Frosties, guys. I'm surprised that we are the ones that call them Frosties and not Frosted Flakes. Why? Because we're generally considered, you know, a bit um, fancy or think we are fancy. (laughs) Whereas America's a bit more fun. But what I'd say America does do well is just says, let the catchphrase say what you see when they're naming things. And it's like, they're flakes and they're frosted. They're frosted flakes. Done. We don't need to think any more past that point fine uh, but yeah but, i mean not only are they very prominent joey literally says the, the says slogan, slogan yeah. of the fucking company i mean that is wild isn't it and at the end there's cocoa puffs which i presume are cocoa pops mm. do you reckon they have the monkey yeah let's find out hey americans do you got you got the monkey on cocoa have you got puffs? the cocoa pops mon- cocoa pops cocoa, oh, well, yeah, no, cocoa pops, they, they yeah. call them cocoa puffs yeah fine by by all accounts, uh, but yeah, just he just has a lot of different cereals and all sort of child like cereals as well. You know, what's your favourite cereal, Dave? Well, I, I said that I do enjoy the, the any cereal that's 
marketed at children, frankly. I have that with cereal and with crisps. I really prefer ones that are uh, marketed at kids. More I reckon you like a Monster Munch. Love a Monster Munch. Absolutely yeah. bang on. Pickle onion Monster Munch. Skips, yeah. quavers, all that sort of stuff. Great. Red what are your views on a pom bear? Kettle chips, fuck off. Pom bears in the right mood. Yeah, lovely. Lovely salted <laughs> snack. What is the wrong mood for a pom bear? Uh, if you want a bit more flavour than just pure salt. Okay, fair. You know? Because they're not very flavourful in that sense, are they? I like... The reason I like my pickled onion is because it's got like a, a good tang to it, you know? They're quite messy, crisp, the, the Monster Munch. Oh, it's an absolute nightmare, mate. Yeah, you've got to have... Some not as messy as the ultimate messy uh, crisp. The knick-knack? No, the what's-it. The what's-it. Oh, yeah, similar, but like orange powders. Yeah, dusty. Dusty, dusty as fuck. Uh, Favourite cereal? Yeah, I mean, I love a Frosty. I love a Cocoa Puff, 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 Puff. I don't have cereal very often, do you? <laughs> I have a, no, but you know, I, I might have told you this before. I, as a child, developed uh, a liking for having cornflakes, but without milk. What? So I'd just have like a bowl of dry cornflakes. What sometimes, the fuck? <laughs> sometimes, with, sometimes, sometimes with raisins in. You're a psychopath. Yeah, yeah, that sort of stuck. I don't. I mean, I haven't had that for a long time. But yeah, I'd have like a bowl of dry cornflakes with raisins. In. Dry cornflakes with raisins? Are you joking mm. me? No, that is worrying, mate. That is honestly worrying behaviour. <laughs> I don't know. How, in hindsight, I don't know how that started. Um, what, what? Maybe you just didn't have milk. No, I would have been a child. Yeah, but your mum might have not had milk. You know, there might have just have been no milk in the house. Is what I mean. Sure. There you go. I also used to like uh, fruit and fibre, um, which is very much considered a sort of um, cereal for the elderly. I yeah, think. it really is, isn't it? That's when you, yeah, you need to keep your fibre. Yeah, um, keep also, your ticking over. Yeah, right, exactly. Keep your regular. Um, but surely not dry. Uh, <laughs> you um, had that with milk, surely. I probably had it dry. No, fuck off, mate. That is... <laughs> Your mouth would be so dry. Do you think it'd be like dry. eating crackers? Yeah, like eating all bran. Have you not, surely you've not had all bran dry. Uh, what if it is all bran? Bran. Fla- like strips <laughs> of bran. <laughs> what do you mean it's just bran? Well, the name is the fucking... The, the clues in the name, mate. It's all bran, isn't it? What's bran? <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> what do you mean what's bran? What is it? Is bran a thing? Yeah, of course bran's a thing. What are you talking about? What do you mean? What? I, I thought that was just like a... I don't know what bran is. <laughs> well, no, you asked me. I couldn't define bran. Hang on, let me, let me look it up. Bran oh, is, the hard, oh, you're right. is the hard layers of cereal grain surrounding the endosperm. <laughs> Sperm. Um, What's the endosperm? I don't know. <laughs> We're getting deep What is going on? <laughs> I can't believe you don't know what bran is. You know, like the brown bran. Bran. Stop saying bran. Like, uh, stop bran shaming me for not knowing what it is. It's just, it's, um, I, knew, I know the term all bran, but I never really thought about what, what bran was. <laughs> you laughed me into a coughing fit there. Crikey Moses. Like, I don't think anyone needs us to discuss Brad further than we already have done, and I certainly don't want to be reading this Bran Wikipedia page for longer no, than I have that, to. That sounds pretty dry. Um, drier than my cornflakes. <laughs> drier than Bran. Bran is a very dry... All Bran is a very dry cereal. That's That was my entire point, all right? Right, okay. Anyway, Joey likes Rachel. <laughs> We're joining this right. in the sort of midst of the Joey liking Rachel confusion. He's trying to explain it to Chandler... 
tries to explain it to Monica. They always have a similar conversation. They piece these things together, don't they? I do enjoy Joey and Chandler's conversation where Joey is so bafflingly confused and gives no information that Chandler comes away knowing almost less than he did going into. You know? But I think when I... Right, yeah, I agree that that's like the overriding tone of that scene. But when you actually listen to what Joey's saying... When he's like mapping out, oh, you were friends before. He's actually making more sense than I think Chandler gives him credit for. Yeah, he's making it's much clearer than Chandler's. Yeah, than Chandler's making out. But Chandler's instinct is to be sarcastic, isn't it? Yeah, fair. So I think it is quite nice seeing how comfortable Joey is, like approaching Chandler with a problem and to talk about feelings. At yes. least until he then gets nervous. But you know, yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, that is it's a nice, nice little sign of their friendship. I think. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I do like Chandler's little lines in that that sort of. Uh, Joey says, know what I mean? And Chandler says, do you? Yeah. This conversation is between you and me, if that. Um, and then obviously Monica and Chandler try and piece this together. Then they get weird and medley. Oh, they're, since they get together, they get all weird and medley, don't they? Yeah, they, need they to live vicariously through others. But out of other people's business, Chandler and Monica. Completely misunderstand the situation. Make it loads worse. Monica lasts approximately 25 seconds of after promising she wouldn't tell anyone before she tells literally the first person she sees. Ah, but who is very good at not demanding to know the secret? Phoebe. Phoebe. She's like, oh, if you can't tell me, you can't tell me. Yeah. Yeah, I think she has a stronger moral code on that than, than Monica does, who is desperate to gossip, isn't she? And But she completely tells Phoebe the, the entirely wrong thing as well, making the whole thing work. And actually, do you know what I like about this episode, Pete? And this comes off the hot off the back of us doing the one where no one proposes which was an entire episode made up of people talking at cross-purposes. I really like that when Phoebe does confront Joey about it, within seconds, Joey goes, it's Rachel, you know? And yeah. we don't get this whole thing where... That's true, yeah. They're doing that frenzy fast thing of Phoebe thinking it's her, Joey talking about Rachel, but never actually saying it. At least in this one, we just get what would happen in real life, which is somebody says the thing... And then we can just have a normal conversation about it, you know? Yeah, knocks it on the head pretty quickly. Knock it on the bloody head. But this plot line, Pete, and this is the start of obviously the probably the most controversial friends plot line, the Joey and Rachel saga. And we're not here to discuss that in depth right now. There's one part of this plot line that I really take exception to. Come. It leaves a little sour taste in my mouth, Pete. And I just cannot get on board with it. Light mayo does not taste the same as regular mayo. I'm sorry. No. It absolutely fucking doesn't. Um, I I'm not a huge mayo eater. Like I do like like it, but I, I wouldn't like. You know, you get some people that like absolutely fucking love mayo. Yeah, that was me. With everything is that you? I love mayo. Do you order now. an extra mayo when you get Domino's? Uh, ma- uh, no, I have got garlic and herb dip. Oh, that's ca- oh yeah, in my head that's kind of it's, it's white in it. What? <laughs> well, you know, let's not. Conflate Don't. all white substances. Don't. <laughs> Talking of bran. Um, uh, no, I'd get, get extra dip, yeah, for sure. I never liked mayo as a kid, though. I'm a, a, I've matured into mayo as I've got older. But <laughs> full-fat mayo tastes absolutely delicious, and light right. mayo is fine, but you can definitely taste the light. Also, here's my controversial mayo opinion, Heinz mayo. What better than the better than uh, Hellman's. Is it Hel- Hellman's is the classic, isn't it? Hellman's is the classic, and I agree. Hellman's has its place if you don't want too overwhelming a flavour. But if you're dipping a chip, honestly, try the Heinz Mayo, guys. If you're not, right. don't knock it till you've tried it. It's absolutely delicious. It's a game changer. 
Uh, and there, I will leave my opinions on Mayo, and I will leave my opinions on Joey and Rachel, and we will move on to the next bit. Phoebe's a great name, isn't it, to be fair? It is. I do like Phoebe. I also like when the doctor says, please don't call your child Phoebe. <laughs> um, I also really love the line... Uh, about Sandrine being a really pretty name for an industrial solvent. Yeah. That's great as well. I really like this back and forth with the names. I think it's very funny. Like they'll have clearly spent a long time coming up with the the right sort of names that are immediately funny. And I think the they thing hit the is, spot like, most of the time. The ones they mull over, right? Uh Sandrine, Rain. Yeah. Um, there's that lovely bit with Phoebe claiming to recognise Rain because of someone whose dress is made out of wheat. That's yeah. pretty good. Um Darwin is another one, I think. They end up naming this baby Emma. And right. not being a bitch about the name Emma, it's a like perfectly standard name. But the point is, it's a very standard name. They both approach it initially, don't they, without their names. They're different kinds of out their names, but they're both clearly up for a bit of a unusual name. Yeah. And yeah, how well, they landed on Emma. Um, I also, there's that bit where Rachel says... Uh, like she's all excited about the baby and she says, Oh, I can't believe it's with you, but still. Yeah. Having a baby. Like, why, why can't you believe it's with Ross? Like he's by far the most likely man in your life to father your baby. Yeah. Yeah. He's absolutely right. Actually, if history has taught her anything, it's that probably it'll be with Ross that she ends up with, you know? I'm intrigued that Ross and Rachel are having this incredibly important conversation about what to name their child, just very casually in front of Phoebe in the coffee shop. Yeah, like, it's not a private conversation, many, isn't it? I don't know how many parents you know, Pete, but they are weird about their baby names. Yeah, it's true. That and the first dance. I don't get it. Why is it yeah. such a secret? <laughs> yeah, why does right. why does no one want everyone's like, oh, right. what's your first dance? Oh, I can't tell you. Why? It's a fucking she, dance. Alright, the one that I can understand is what's your dress like? Because there's a bit of Mystery. Mystery. But um yeah, you're right. And the problem is, if you don't know the first dance, often it's underwhelming if you don't know the fucking song, because it's really meaningful to the couple, but it starts, you're like, what is it? I don't know. Why didn't they want to tell me that it was a fucking weird Jackson Brown B-side that no one's ever heard? Because it makes no difference to me whether I know it or not, you know? Yeah, you're right. Anyway, I don't get... Anyway, but Ross and Rachel are bucking the trend of keeping baby names secretive and weird, and I appreciate that, so thank you, Ross and Rachel. What's your favourite name of the all the suggested vetoed ones? I've got mine. Um, other than Phoebe, Phoebe. Oh yeah, Phoebe's right up there. I'll probably go for Sandrine. Sandrine, Sequoia, Sequoia. Yeah, would name something Sequoia. Frankly, good name, strong. I don't know. Probably never going to have kids, but did might. you say something? Sequoia. Well, yeah, because I was like, I'm not probably going to have kids. Maybe an animal <laughs> of some sort. Yeah, just maybe like my slippers. I don't know. Yeah, don't name your slippers, Dave. Oh, they've already got a name, Sigmund. Yeah, that's true. It's like people, I don't like people who have names for their cars. Oh, that's quite controversial. Oh, <laughs> you're going to absolutely no, actually, alienate people. No, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll correct myself. Yeah. If you want to name your car, it's fine. But when I say that I don't have a name for my car, don't be like, you've got to have a name for your car. No, I haven't. And also, I, what I don't necessarily like, and again, don't want to alienate too many people, is don't reference your car by name in a context where it's not clear that it's a car. Yeah. I mean, I've got to pick Jason up from the garage. 
Yeah. Like, oh, is Jason my car? No, no, you can say, you can say, I've got to pick my car up from the garage. That's and the normal way to do it. If you are going to name your car something, it has to be some sort of pun based on the type of car it is. I can't think of an example off the top of my head. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would have been really good if you'd have had one, wouldn't it? Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't have one. Go on. No, go on, Pete. <laughs> Try, what were you going to say? Uh, well, I used to have a friend at school whose car was called Colin. What was the... What and was... do you know what it was? It was... No, do you know what? This is what I'm willing to accept. Alliteration. So... Colin was a Clio. Oh, uh, yeah, that's nice. That works for me. Yeah. If I'm going to allow, a, if I'm going to accept a car name, that's that's my level. Alliterative fun. Yeah. Great. Happy days. Real mixer names, though, aren't they? The ones that they come up with. Yeah. Um, I really like the line about Vito sounding really good. Yeah. <laughs> the mirror's Vito, you know. Yeah. Um, here's my question. What the fuck are Mahjong tiles? I don't know that I've never really under, I've never understood that joke, but also never been motivated enough to look it up. Yeah, I mean, let's Google it, shall we? Come on, let's let's not fuck around. Uh, and look, it's a tile-based game oh, developed in 19th century China. Is that mainstream enough to? <laughs> That's quite niche. To well, the audience really goes for it. They have a right or laugh. Yeah. Maybe it's one of those things like bridge that's just associated with old people in America. You know. Yeah, maybe. Um, there you go. You learn something every day, Pete. You learn about Bran. You learn about Mahjong tiles. I still don't fully understand what Bran is, but let's not go back there. Well, no, I don't. I think it's important that we move on. Uh, so Ross suspects Rachel knows the sex, ends up calling the doctor to find out the sex, which I think is probably bordering on the unethical. If if you were the doctor and the couple in the room had decided they didn't want to know, and then one of them rings up and goes, "Can I know?" Is that okay to say it? Yeah, he must have sort of conned her out of that information. Do you know what I mean? I don't know, I don't know where the sort of uh, moral code lies there with the old doctors, you know? It just feels a bit underhand. Um, but we do get this nice sort of full circle moment of Ross accidentally revealing the sex of their baby in the same way that Rachel did with Ben. Yes, that's true. Oh, yeah, I didn't clock her. One. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of really like full circle moment. It's ex- almost exactly the same where... It's a like, oh shit, I've done it by mistake. But the other person's really pleased because they found out they're having a, well, a girl this time and a boy last time. And yeah, it's a nice little wholesome moment, isn't it? Yeah, that is nice. Should we play a sting and find out if we've got a quiz? Yeah, I wonder if we have. I'm going to guess that we do have a quiz because I think you've been quite good with your quizzes lately. And when I say lately, I mean last week. Thanks, Pete. Louisa has sent us a quiz. Oh. Uh, she says, sorry for the delay. I've been away from home without access to Netflix. So I ended up watching it on DVD. Oh. So there are definitely bits on there I don't really remember. So I hope there aren't questions from random extended scenes that you haven't watched. <laughs> okay, well, we'll find out. Uh, question one. Uh, there's only four questions, by the way, and I can't remember why, but I remember Louisa saying it was a bit shorter. So there you go. Just, just four. <laughs> right, okay, <fine. laughs> What sense does Chandler put in the bath, which aren't complimentary? Oh, I don't know. Eucalyptus is one. Boat. I remember that. I can't remember the other one. Boat. Bran. <laughs> look. Eucalyptus and He's chamomile. bathing in oats. Okay, chamomile, fine. Question two. How does Ross describe someone called Rain? Oh, um, the dress is made of wheat and something about her and her hair. A dress made of corn and their own kiln. Yeah. Big sort of Florence and the Machine kind of vibe. Yes, Rain and the Machine. Yeah, Rain and the Machine. Um, 
Although the only person I know called Rain that springs to mind is Rain Wilson. And yeah. Rain Wilson doesn't have any sort of corny kiln vibes, does he? No. What's next? Does Chandler offer Joey for their chat? Uh, uh, meatloaf. Yep. Uh, lasagna? Pizza. Cold pizza. Pizza, fuck. Leftover meatloaf or cold pizza. And finally, what name is on Joey's t-shirt? Not a chance in hell I'm going to get uh, It's the name. Isn't it a firefighter? Yeah, but... Do you know, do I you can't know remember the name. Captain Billy Burke is the answer. There you go. Yeah, he's on a... This is 2002. This is fairly recently after 9-11. So this is still in that sort of phase of a lot of um, fire department merch and that, you know? Good. Well done. All the best. Goodbye. What's next week? All the best. Thanks. To Series 3, Episode 23, The One With Ross's Thing. The One With Ross's Thing. What is his thing? Is that the, the bit where he gets something removed? The growth. Oh. Good. It's a Kundis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Right. Uh, let's all go eat a bowl of bran flakes. Bran, 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 bran. Let's all eat some bran flakes. Are you saying brown flakes? Bran flakes. Although they are brown. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.